The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Uh, two guests, Charlie Clawson. Guest Charlie Clawson number one, Dave Anthony. Hello. And uh, new guest, Charlie Clawson, Graham Elwood, who was, was kind of on the last episode at the end. He was the voice you heard. You might know his podcast, uh, Comedy Film Nerds, which I love. I listen to it all the time. I think it's a great podcast. Welcome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I love it. And I, I've told you this before, but my main fear is when you guys have gone to see a movie that I either loved or hated that you're going to go on and like sometimes I'm like I want I want us to like the same things because I enjoy when they say mean things about a movie but I want to make sure it's a movie that I also enjoy mean things being said about well I remember when I when I went to Australia last year to do the tour and Justin Hamilton told me that you guys were both scared of listening to the Dark Knight Rises right. spoiler app <laughs> because you were so you loved it I so I loved it and so, so did I yeah. like I so much so that when we did the spoiler app in the middle of the episode Mike Schmidt was like Graham you're too close to this mm. yeah I know <laughs> he's, he's, and I was like, yeah, maybe I am. No, I remember exactly where I was when I heard that. I have that exact moment in my memory. I was walking up a hill near my house. I decided that I would go for a walk, do some exercise, and I would listen to the podcast, right? So I'm walking up this hill in this street I've never been in before. I've decided to have a bit of an explore of my own neighborhood. And so I'm up this street, and it's turned out that I'm in like a dead end. And like, yeah, I've walked into a street where I was like, there's no way I can get out. So I have to walk back down the street to somewhere else. Yeah. It's just annoying, right? Yeah. And in that exact moment, that thing happened where he said, you're too close to this. And I remember there stopping because I was turning around at the exact same moment going, no, he's not close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was... We were we were just talking about that in the last episode about how the difference between I didn't necessarily have great high hopes for Superman, Man of Steel I should say. Like, uh, I've never really liked Superman that much, honestly. So I didn't. I didn't. Uh, it, it, it's funny. Like you guys were talking, touched on it briefly in the last episode about why Batman and Superman is the correct way to pronounce it. Um, yeah, don't because they're both Jewish. <laughs> The Batman and the Superman families. <laughs> the Batman and Superman families. <laughs> they kind of they're in the New York rag trade in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but they the like next robots. generation all became doctors and lawyers. Are you talking in about... fact, Superman and Batman are the disappointments of their family. They're <laughs> fighting and uh, didn't become doctors. The worst. <laughs> well, they, the thing about it, I, like, I agree with you when you say that because one of the reasons why the, the, uh, the Batman comics resonated with me so much, even as a child, was... It's sl- somewhat plausible yeah. right. that a guy with that much money who saw his parents executed yeah. would go that fucking crazy. Yeah. Right. And I love how, especially if you read the Dark Knight graphic novels in the 80s, where you know Batman comes out of retirement and superheroes have been outlawed 
except for Superman, mm-hmm. and they don't get. You can tell they they have they've had this like thirty year don't yeah. quite get along. And Batman refers to Superman as the Boy Scout in yeah. the graphic yeah. novel. He's like, you're just a fucking lapdog for the president, you know. And and Batman is all jaded and because he sees the filthy underbelly of everything. Yeah. And uh, that to me is why going back why I love the Dark Knight rises so much. So point. what you're saying is Batman is Louis and Superman is Dan Cook. That's what you're saying. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Batman didn't have a corner on itchy butthole jokes. Um, so <laughs> in this world then Batman still does diarrhea jokes on his TV show. Um, <laughs> Let's put everything in perspective. Um, I mean, they're brilliant diarrhea jokes. I don't know who could come up with that. What type of brain could come up with a diarrhea joke? Um, a special brain? A spell. How does he do it? My brain doesn't think of diarrhea jokes. It's just too too out there for you know, me. The thing that you're not, the thing you're not doing with a diarrhea joke that maybe a guy like Dan Cook is is you're not screaming them. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's what separates Louis' diarrhea jokes from Dane's. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, yeah, whatever. I, I, well, so, just, so, so go into it. I don't have high hopes because it is such a tough character to do correctly. Right. It's also, of all the superheroes, it's the dumbest, simplest one. Right, it's and it's just dumb. It's just a dumb over. It's a right. dumb. Character. Everyone else is like, uh, yeah, someone got bitten by a, like a radioactive sure. spider, or someone saw the like you know the person who raised them die, or yeah. this has come out of the fact that this guy's blind yeah. and his dad was a boxer and there was like a yes. nuclear accident. Like there's yeah. some sort of, and someone's like, how about a Superman? Yeah, yeah. How about he a just does everything better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so obvious. How about everything better, man? It was the first comic. Like, he was written in the 30s during the Depression where it's like, everything's got to be a roses, bud, you know? And so that's, that's, it, 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 fundamentally, it's just on a, it's on a tough foundation. Yeah. But there was, we have invented, fuck you, rest of the world, man. Yeah. (laughs) in America, in the flag. You know, there was a way to do it that was a lot smarter and better but they just did not they that. made every poor choice you every could. the first 30 every. minutes I was like yes yeah. I liked I liked the whole the world is not gonna like you I liked right. that angle because yeah. yes this planet is filled with scared morons right. who will flip the fuck out when this happens but, but that but also it was like do, uh, seeing a comedian do the set up and no punchline right exactly. because you were like well this is an interesting idea mm-hmm. maybe when like he comes out if we see people protesting and people like being really worried about the fact that there is this like and that you know people saying we should hand, you know like really kind of play up on that idea that people are terrified mm-hmm. then sure well that's a good right idea then they but they did all these dumb things with it like it's not even I, I, I you know, I'm glad that they didn't use kryptonite, because because right. uh, uh, you know that was that's the, like Pete Holmes was on our uh, a show of ours recently, and he talked about that's the thing he's always hated about Superman is no one can beat him. Got it all dialed in. We're an oh, bing, bang, I got a rock. <laughs> yeah, I found right. this crazy stone. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't use that. But then, you know the. The, like I like Kevin Costner in terms of the casting choice, but then his dad is like, "Stop helping people! Right, just be an asshole! Yeah. I'm gonna let this dog die!" And well, it was yeah, it was whole really. Like, 
the, 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 right. He had a terrible father. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's funny because they always add something like in the the first one, like uh, uh, Cliff Robertson. You know, you know, gives him that great speech. He's like, "Son, you were put on this earth for a reason. It's not to score touchdowns. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but you're here for something better." Yeah. You know, and then and, we, then, well, and then they add Ned Beatty. Well, we spoke <laughs> we spoke about that thing where. Um, we spoke about that idea, like when we talked about it, about the the fact that they missed opportunities for humor. And I, the more I think about it, the more I think that is zero humor in that movie. Oh yeah, zero. Because they were too busy uh, pushing the whole Jesus thing. Right. I, did you pick that up? Did you pick up I that he, the thirty three and the arms out? I don't know if you yeah, caught those yeah. subtle fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my, like, my all they all they needed was a flashing graphic saying right. he's Jesus. Uh, I mean, he did go to church. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember when the super alien from another planet went to church I mean, for advice? What in the fuck was that? <laughs> Do you remember the super alien who has a fortitude of solitude where his a dead father can appear to him and give him modern day advice? Still went, fuck, maybe I'll pop into a church. They've got the answers. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I think that the most humorous part of Superman's life is his teen years, right? right. The, the humorous part is him scoring touchdowns, is him racing a train, right. is him like you know doing those things that a teenager like just fucking you know, having sex for the first time at a teenage party and just like the pelvis breaking. I mean, oh, seriously, geez. can you imagine that scene where a girl just shoots out of the barn? <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have to actually show it. You see them making out, they're in the barn, and then just suddenly you see the girl shoot out of the top of the barn, <laughs> and you have to imply that Superman yeah. is. Put his super jizz into her. And it's <laughs> yeah. Jizzed yeah. her out of the butt. Well, yeah. like this movie, I liked the flashbacks when he's this loner guy in Alaska and he's flashing back to being a kid. I didn't like those. You didn't like those. I thought the nonlinear storytelling was horrible. Really? I think it was completely inappropriate for the character to develop. I think if they'd been, I think it took emotionally me completely out of it. That's I think it if they'd been pivotal moments in his life, or if you'd felt like he'd had a bunch of pivotal moments. But it turns out that the only things that he ever, like, you know, has flashbacks to are his dad telling him to cover shit up. Yeah. And his dad dying. Yeah. Because he's covering shit up. There's actually no other... And just in case you missed the point that his dad wants you to cover things up, here's another scene where his dad covers Uh, things up. Yeah. Yeah. And dies to cover... Is the one where he dies not enough to make that point? Yeah. Surely that's the one. Like he's. If you want to have him have a dark origin story, if you want to have him, Bruce Wayne seeing his parents shot, you know, in the alleyway after the opera because he wanted to get out of the opera. Okay, that's right. Okay, well maybe you tell a story where Superman's father gives his own life to you know protect him from the world, and then Superman is haunted by that, and then like you know, well that's he obviously wants to look after people in the night, but it's what. Okay that, that's a good idea or just right. the one they always had which is yeah. no matter how powerful <laughs> I am I can't stop my dad from dying right that's I mean no the one the one he chose yeah. the one they chose is one that makes you forever keep trying to do stuff like if you watch your dad die because you restrain yourself from doing anything right. from then sure. forth you would always try to do stuff right it doesn't work or you would never do something and that would never. be your problem yeah. is that even when the world needed you you couldn't do it because you were so drummed in by your fucking dad saying don't do anything. Either of those would have been acceptable choices. Unfortunately, it seemed that they didn't make any choices. What? They wrote the first half on an etch-a-sketch and then halfway through... What was Christopher Nolan's involvement? 
Like just popping into the edit bag on oh, a ah, nice suit. I bet it wasn't much. Look, uh, Christopher Christopher Nolan made his three. Right. He's good. Now he's just gonna put his name on shit and do whatever else he's doing. He's not there's no way in hell he's that involved in that movie, right. sitting down, giving no like he yeah, just yeah. he uh, he get, he gets to put his name on it and make millions of dollars. What right. would you do? Right. right. And also what's Christopher Nolan gonna talk to Zack Snyder about? <laughs> hey, hey! The first uh, fifteen minutes of Don the Dead were great. What have you done since? <laughs> I like Watchmen. I like Watchmen personally, but again, he—it's it's an impossible comic book to make. Well, right. that's what and, 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 and I, I think he, he did. You know what? I thought he did an okay job with something that, like, people have such an attachment to the original thing, and it's not like you you read Watchmen and go, okay, well, this is how this movie would ideally work, like. I think he I think Zack Snyder did Watchmen the correct way, which is go graphic novels and movies to completely different right. mediums. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to try and I think he did the best job in terms of how daunting that task was. This is a script that bounced around Hollywood for like 25 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think he did the I think he did the best job with that and, and obviously visually is what he does, but then this script I I I, I just don't I don't know what, and then you know what it is. Just like all of these uh, comics, who watched Richard Pryor then walked away and became really dirty, or these comics now who are watching Louis C.K. are just doing masturbation jokes. Then you have these guys watch The Dark Knight and think so it's just fucking awful. Like they took away right. the wrong right. Right. thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what they did. There was no sense of like, like what the character actually is and what. No sense. Like no. Whereas whatever you can say about those like uh, Dark Knight films and what you should be saying is they're all awesome and perfect. What are yes. you talking about, you idiot? But even if you're not saying that, the thing it all. If you're not saying that, it's because you're dumb. Right. <laughs> You've come to the right place, Greg. <laughs> you're in a safe space. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, but you all you get it all makes sense out of that character you know the yeah. the excess of it the yeah. weirdness of it the revenge of it the fact that he created the, the problems that have come back to haunt him like it all makes sense with that character whether you believe that character or not it all makes sense but the Superman world just didn't doesn't make sense you can't I would have had him break someone I mean if I wanted to change it I would have had him mean? I would have had him accidentally fucking ruin a human being right and then not want to use his power. Right, right. That, just, see, that, that would have been be, great. It doesn't need to be complicated. It can just be really basic and easy. That would have been great. Like, right, if you show him, that. you show the 18-year-old him, him in a bar and the guy, or like that scene where the guy throws the water in his right. face and he just punches the guy and yeah. the guy's like dead. Instead, I don't want anyone I mean, he to know. Could even, he could even go to prison. Like, you could change it that much. Right. And he gets out after a couple years for manslaughter. And, and goes, Although being Hollywood, uh, at the but end, then, like, so he, he would punch someone. They would end up in a wheelchair. And, like, the final scene after the credits would be that person wheeling out to a thing that Superman was at. And it would be re- revealed it was Stephen Hawking. <laughs> and that Superman made Stephen Hawking. That's how super he is. He made him with his punch. He knocked my brain into understanding the universe better. And then he just starts punching people to make a bunch of Hawkins. Yeah. We need more Hawkins. Less Walmarts, more Hawkins. Walmarts is a term I use for a certain type of person. Smart people? Yes. It's the geniuses of this world. I am in... in I, 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 judge, I judge stores by whether or not they have unsweetened tea. <laughs> Walmart does not. What? Unsweetened tea? What do you mean? 
I, I'm a big iced tea drinker, right? But there are certain places in the country where you can't buy a bottle of unsweetened tea. It's all it's all sweet or it's diet, which means it just has aspartame in it. Oh, right. So there are certain stores and certain places where, where they refuse the idea that you would enjoy something that wasn't sweet. Yes, right. we will either sweeten it artificially or, or naturally. Fake sweeten it. Like, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and Walmart is one of those places. Or fake sweeten it with uh, aspartame as a neurotoxin. But it got passed because uh, John it's, Ashcroft it's, got it passed. It's I like okay. It's Graham, illegal. Tell me about this. It's um, illegal in the European Union. So tell me, you know about these sort of things. So what what is? Because I drink a lot of diet. Aspartame is a use. neurotoxin, uh, which basically it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very broad strokes here because I'm not a scientist. But as it was explained <laughs> well, to me, well, because because uh, often this podcast is what science. Hides. <laughs> this is yeah, hard science. Of, yeah, this is peer reviewed. A lot this of entire NASA process. Guys. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this entire podcast is transcripted and put into science journals. Well, yeah, straight in. They don't even change anything. No footnotes needed because everything is covered so comprehensively. In fact, this is being broadcast directly into space. This is how we do it. Yeah, this is how we do it. Will I am does some music underneath. So the greetings, guys at the space station. Yeah. On the planet Vlorg. There will be uh, Man of Steel spoilers if you guys haven't gotten <laughs> And if you haven't even gotten the first one, uh, shit goes bad for Christopher Reeve. It might be a bummer to watch. It might be a bummer to watch. But he does just rotate the planet and fix everything. That's kind of cool. Just spins weren't it backwards. You, weren't you thinking that was going to happen because the shit was so fucked up? It was so dumb. I was just like expecting... Please, please go backwards. Yeah, just do it. Just yeah. start the whole movie over. Go back, spin it, and then... Get Damon Lindelof. So before we get back to the poisons we're putting in our bodies, uh, the thing that I wanted to mention about that was, I think that Superman's real weakness, if I'm going to get to the heart of what I believe the Superman character to be, which is, I don't believe his real weakness is kryptonite. I believe traditionally his real weakness is he does not want any human being to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So often in the old Superman you know, comics, the way that you know they would be able to unsettle right. him or whatever Throw is to put people in peril, yeah. then he would have to go and sure. save those people. Which was great. Right? And they ditched that. Because that's his, and that's how we relate to him as well. Right. He's here to help but us they, and save us. They didn't ditch it because at one point, Zog, is that his name? Zog? Zar. Zar says, Zog. Zar. What did you call it? Zlot. Zlot. Zog. So at one point, uh, Mr. Z, <laughs> one of them yeah, says, oh, your weakness is that you like these people. It says right. something like that. And yeah. then they never use it. Ever. No, it doesn't say it. Well, like because that. he goes, he must like these people. Oh, I guess he doesn't because he's going to fight me in a right. downtown. How many people died in all those buildings that got smashed? Are you talking about Sears? Yeah. <laughs> Sears. <laughs> that is the weirdest product placement yeah. I've ever seen. Like, didn't the phone book or Blockbuster have a... Um, an so IHOP. An IHOP. I mean... It's a, it's a trash can guy. Oh, it's a trash can. Yeah. a trash can. Right. So, um, uh, Superman really likes people that he knows. Uh-huh. And he's willing to protect them at the expense of strangers. Right. In this movie. Yeah. It's like, I'll, he will destroy the entire city for Lois Lane. Uh, yeah. Well, the new Superman is all about pussy. <laughs> yeah. That's his real weakness is that fucking, that earthling strange. Oh, shit. Right. Because there was almost a hint of that early on where like he was in the bar with the girl and there was like he was defending her and you got the impression that maybe... They'd had some sort of, right. like, you know, relation. And you're like, oh, that'd be interesting. If, like, Superman's just been, like, slinging his super cock oh, around. That'd be like, great. Yeah. 
I'm not going to save these people, but I'm going to fuck them. I'm going to slice the shit out of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, a super Even fun. the dudes. They call me Man of Steel. Not yet, but they will. They will. They will. <laughs> Your last boyfriend probably couldn't reload this quickly. Right. Could <laughs> <laughs> oh, hard uh, again. <laughs> for the power of your son. <laughs> And then Russell, Russell Crowe pops up behind him. What? What are you doing? This is what I'm doing with it, man. Ah, thanks, Dad, for sending me to this hot pussy planet. <laughs> Russell's there just shutting their legs using some weird hand signal, uh, even though it's imaginary and a computer program. So, uh, Whole Foods. Uh, I was at Whole Foods the other day. And they have a, um, a wine bar in the middle of the Whole Foods mm-hmm. that they go to for people who... Do they have Whole Foods in Australia? No. Do they, they have, have a type of... No, not really, no. There's, the two, there's kind of two big supermarket chains in Australia, Safeway and... Uh, you have Safeway? Woolworths. I'm not, I don't know. I assume they're the same company, but the logos and everything are very... Woolworths is a grocery store? Oh, sorry, Safeway and Woolworths are the same things. And Woolworths own Safeway, so I'm going to say they're not the same companies. So Woolworths... Which is like owned Safeway, but they were called anyway. It doesn't matter. The Woolworths here is an old department store, not yeah, it's groceries. Like, it's, no, it's groceries in Australia. Like first, like yeah, like grocery groceries. Not one of these American shops either. Where like it's groceries here and like camping equipment here. And right. I mean, now you can buy I mean, a horse and I'm develop s- your photos of your horse. I'm, I'm, s- I'm sorry that we enjoy Here's convenience. Why do we bring books into this place? No one's um, ever buying. You know what? Book. I go there. I go. I go there to buy uh, my vegetables, cereal. <laughs> Uh, movies and planting soil, right? And make meth, <laughs> which they do yeah. in the. So um, they, that's happened several times. So people get people making meth in Walmart. In Walmart. Oh, good, yeah, because all the ingredients it. are there. Yeah, they that's just, cool. they just grab it all. They go into a corner and they start making meth, Ooh. and they've gotten far along in the process. Right. And imagine, that's like, awesome. if you, if you have enough meth, you've got toys to play with. Yeah, or, why not? You can sell them to people there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking out the middleman. That's such effective business. Yeah. Right. So there's a wine bar in the Whole Foods. That is weird to me. I've never been well, in like a, 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 like a supermarket where I'd be like, um, I would like to just stay here for longer and drink some wine. No. No. Try living in the supermarket? Um, well, they have is that a, a thing? They have a wine bar at my Trader Joe's around the corner from me. The new Trader Joe's wine bar. Just, nice. Have you ever sat in a... Well, I mean, you don't drink, but... Like, it seems weird to me that you would Sitting. stop down while you're shopping. Like, you haven't know, you just bought some frozen yogurt or something? And yeah, like, you come from I'm going to stop for a wine you come and let from, it melt. from the most relaxed country on earth. You should be super into that. The fact... No, because he's where we drink wine. At home or in wine bars. Well, you're tasting it. You're doing wine tasting, and then you're going to buy the one you like. Is this because... They should also. You guys just love getting hammered, so you just consume that you can't just go and. How am I going to drive home? (laughs) Or like, I'm going to get drunk and get on. Imagine the groceries that I'm going to buy. I get a fucking few wines in the middle. I smell a reality show. That's what it would be like. It would be like me coming up with a mystery box for a fucking reality show. Can you cook what drunk stone will fucking got at Whole Foods? (laughs) What meal can you make out of this? <laughs> the first part of the show is the comedy show. Well, I get drunk and then go shopping and they film that. Environmentally yeah. then, friendly cleaner and pet food. Are right. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be scrumptious. There's no way in hell that Whole Foods just put that in thinking it would be a good idea. You know they already thought of that and that's part of it. Right. I suppose. Get people drunk and they'll buy more. They know that. Yeah. But you don't wanna like lose your license on the way home from Whole Foods. Why not? You know? 
That sounds good. You got your canvas reusable shopping bags. You know, just like they're having a wine tasting at the Whole Foods. <laughs> you off the hook, right? Good cop. A Santa Monica cop would do that. Hey. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. I went grocery shopping. <laughs> what? What? I said Whole Foods. Foods. They made it happen. <laughs> so I'm off the wagon again. Do you have the, like, the three bean salad? What? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Can I go back there and make the pizza with you? Jesus, <laughs> oh, this place is full of drunk people. <laughs> Can I stick my hand into the three bean salad? <laughs> it? I bet you then you could get so much tail. All those yoga girls in their hot yoga pants all wind up. You know what I mean? You could probably just start. You could, And then what you do... You make meth in the corner, right. and then you're just tagging them all wind up and fucking these hot Whole Foods yoga girls. Are we talking about Superman again? Yeah. <laughs> Why did he go into the Whole Foods? I mean, there is a condoms aisle as well, so I mean, it could be safe sex. Yeah. You could prepare them dinner afterwards. You could, live, like, you could live in a Walmart. Yeah, you definitely could. I don't know about Which is also a reality show. That should be a reality Living show. Living in a Walmart? Living in a Walmart. That's what it's called. Sponsored by Walmart. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they would love it. Yeah, that's that's the future. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you about the fact that you do nothing. You don't drink, um, mm-hmm. and we heard about the the poisons I'm putting into my body by well, artificial you know, aspartame. Uh, uh, supposed to be a classic example of aspartame poisoning is George Bush. Right. That's what do you mean? Because he drinks like twelve a day. Uh, twelve what? Um, uh, uh, Diet Cokes. Oh, right. And so he's got all these weird ticks and stuff, and, uh-huh. and the people say that's like an example of aspartame poisoning. So if you keep drinking this, you're going to be the only, you would be like, well, now you'd be the second only American president to cut taxes during wartime. Right. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll invade the wrong country. Right. Yeah, you'll invade the wrong country. It did suggest that once they killed the brown people we should go through their pockets for currency and trinkets right to well, I mean, make up the tax what are you going to do leave it there right hey I'm tax breaks then America doesn't even have to feel the impact of two wars for 11 years I mean hello grandmillwood.com comedy sorry I just something jammed my crazy pop no I enjoy that because you know what the thing is as an Australian and I think certainly when I was in the UK I felt this as well um you know, the, the attitude of America is that everybody subscribes to the oh, policies of no. America. No, there's know? a lot of us here that are powerless people watching a bunch of maniacs do shit. Right. The two things that I always feel weird talking about, and even when I'm on the road doing stand-up, these are only areas I really feel weird talking about because you wade into that sort of area. In America, like, you mean, or in yeah, general? in Just America. Like, okay. When you're performing in America. Right. Okay. Uh, the idea of war being sometimes an idiotic idea. Because I'm not even like, you know, I'm not a big heavily like political guy in that sense. Not in but, comedy clubs, but you could do it in alternative. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm talking about when I yeah. get on the road. Yeah, when you're on the road. Like when I'm talking right. to America. You're absolutely right? right. And the other one is guns, like being terrified of guns, right? Yeah. Because you get this sense that everyone in America is like, yep, we all have guns. And here's what we like to do. Invade other countries. Well, yeah. I mean... Uh, I, what I'm hearing is you don't like to party. Sounds like you. <laughs> no, uh, we come with you. Sounds like you hate yeah. justice. That's Do you what, not I, that's what I'm hearing. Do you know Australia's We're the first person there with you guys. Like, no, we you might start the shit, but we're fucking there. Yeah, I know. Like, we're on. You can't. You're not supposed to talk about guns. I'm gonna start because I think I have a good. I've finally come up with a good angle. Right, guns are bad. Is that the angle? I I want to make because that is good. If you that's a good. Wait, here's the problem with our gun debate. Okay. Our, 
are the opponents, the people who are super into guns and, yeah. and, and surround themselves with them and jerk off all the time, aren't big fans of logic. Right. They use stupid slogans. So so they use this dumb group thing such as uh, people, uh, guns, guns don't kill, kill people, 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 people kill people. Now that's a people, fucking... People with guns. Now when you argue no, with someone who says that, yeah. I actually I actually talk about this on my podcast right. because that's, that's not answering the question. That's right. answering the question... Was there a gun laying on the ground and did it shoot someone? Right. Absolutely. That's not. That's not the question. Which is, are guns more efficient at killing other human beings? Yes. That's what we should be I talking mean, about. This so is they, the truth. Because if somebody goes by a primary school with a tennis racket and some bullets, yeah. that is going to be. I mean, some people still might get hurt. Like but, if you've got a good serve, yeah, some people <laughs> might still get hurt. All right. But. Like, as a general rule, probably less than with a semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. So they frame the debate. So they frame the debate in that they just, every time they talk, you're like, well, you're being fucking stupid, and I don't know what's happening. Right. It's it's all, I'll tell you what it is. And and this, this I'm kind of done. I'm done, too. I'm done. I, I, I've always been like, well, let's, I'm not a Democrat. I do not like the two-party system. I'm uh-huh. a registered independent. Uh, but I'm done hearing the pro-gun side of it because all of their arguments and and one of the main reasons I'm done I swim laps in the Santa Monica College pool where there was a shooting um, three weeks ago Wow. Um, ten blocks from where I live, where we... They would have been fast laps, though. They would have been real like quick fast laps. laps. It's um, shooting at you. My friend lives across the house from where that shooting started, and an, another guy with mental illness was able to buy 1,200 rounds of ammo on the internet. Uh-huh. And I'm so I'm just sort of like, my thing is, if you really feel like you need to own a gun, my guess is you're scared. You're right. a coward. Right. Uh-huh. And scared. you... Like everyone's like, what if someone comes and breaks into your home? I don't know anyone that that's happened to. Yeah. I know I, I know six people who've been mugged, and you know what they did? They went, "Here's my wallet." It was over. Right. I had a guy. I had a guy come to my into my lobby and try to steal my bike, and he was clearly a drug addict. And I came out, and I just said, "Get the fuck out of here!" Right. And he left. Right. And if he had a gun, you would have said, said, "Take the bike." Take the bike. Yeah. Knock yourself out. So what we're saying is if you are a junkie criminal listening, get a gun. And there's all the arguments. Also, only only criminals should have guns? So okay, wait a minute. Every gun is manufactured and sold legally. Right. So how is it getting in the criminal's hands? I'll tell you one way. Uh, somebody buys it legally because there's no background checks. They can sell it then at a gun show to anybody. Anybody. Or if I know you're a criminal. I'll just up the price and right. you'll have to pay it. Oh, wow. So then they come back and say, well, cars kill people. Cars designed for transportation. It is not designed to kill people. Right. Like, and, and that <laughs> whole line. are so fucking the, They break down right. everywhere. Oh, the one guy pulls. They should keep their car in their house in case of intruders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone comes through the door and you're in your Ford territory, right. like, yeah. that is almost more effective. Yeah, than my car. Camry is going to run you over when you. And the other thing, just like <laughs> if someone tried to steal or take it. Right. What the what what do you and the and the and as someone like who's traveled around the world, I go, oh, everybody thinks Americans are fucking crazy. Well, we are, we are, and and yeah, we are. We're nuts, and the apathy is the biggest problem. Right. I don't think it's apathy. I think it's now defeat. It's. I will say. I will. I will say. Defeat has something to do with it. I will say it's apathy, and here's why. I've gone to Afghanistan three times and Iraq three times. I went to Afghanistan 04, 06, 07. 04, I came back from there doing, doing comedy tours, right? right? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> this podcast was going to get really dark. Here's <laughs> how many Arabs I've killed. I'm a contract. Uh, I look. Yeah. What I do is I go over, I contract for a while, I kill some people, then yeah. I bring back a duffel bag full of opium and I sell it. And right. it's great. And it's and good stuff. And that's like a. Three, but I do it with a bow. Cycle. I do it with a bow and arrow. I'm, right. I'm not a gun guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not a crossbow, like, an actual bow. Actual bow. Yeah, and a knife. Dressed as the Green Arrow. He's, yeah. known, he's, <laughs> he's known in Afghanistan as Dark Cupid. Yeah. <laughs> I will bring the love of eternity into your life. <laughs> There's music? Yeah, it was a new show. <laughs> no, but I would come back and say, I was just, uh, this is an 04. Uh, I was just in Afghanistan entertaining people. I heard... We still have troops there? Because now an old... <laughs> I heard that numerous times. Numerous times. And not from some, like, bonehead, but from, like, people you would consider kind of, you know, read the paper, whatever. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. And this... Because in 03 and 04 and 06, all the media talked about was Iraq. Right. Yeah. And they were like, we still got people there. Then this would... And this has happened, I would say, uh, from 50 to 100 people. And I'm not exaggerating. I would say, wow, I was in Afghanistan. And they go, how was it? Oh, I was, you know, was, you know, being was cool and it was, it was scary and I was a war zone. I, oh man, that's so great that you, you entertain those folks in Iraq. No, I just said Afghanistan. They're two different countries. Really? What are they? Yeah, one, and, and that is across the from the country access of evil? I mean, look, yeah, exactly. Look at the, look at the presidential elections. Yeah. The last couple, we've been big patting ourselves on the back. Oh, 60-some percent voter turnout. That's a D. That's a D. (laughs) (laughs) The last mayoral election in Los... The last three mayoral elections in Los Angeles. Wait, I didn't didn't vote in the last one. Good for you. Why should I? They were the the exact same candidate, and I didn't like either one of them. So why would I vote? Well, well, I would say there's ballot measures and all this other stuff that I would... I I vote in every election. Just... But I, 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 I get the... Your your the system has failed. I'm out. I at least can respect because that's an educated decision versus me. I haven't voted for president. I haven't hit the I haven't hit the presidential box in ages. I just leave it. Go fuck yourself. Right. Or else I'll do a third party. But sure, there, no one should be voting. Everyone should be going in and voting for everything else and not voting for president as a big fuck you to the system and going, oh my god, only eight people, eight percent of right. people voted for president. Then you would have change because we would be a mockery. Like well, we already are. around the world would be like, really? 8%? Like, blow it up. Make it look fucking Dude, stupid. In the mayor, last three mayoral elections in, in Los Angeles, there was less than 30% voter turnout. Tuesday, number one. Yeah. Oh, a 12-hour vote. Now, in Afghanistan, under threat of death from the Taliban, there's an 80 to 85% voter turnout. There's more at stake. In Iraq, they used to have about 120% turnout. That's something. <laughs> some of the, some of that's like Chicago-style. <laughs> that's my hometown, baby. Get some dead people voting. Yeah, Saddam Hussein did, used to have a bunch of elections where um, people had the democratic right to vote. But um, you, when you voted, you had to leave your name and address, yeah. and it registered who you'd voted for. <laughs> it was amazing the success rate he had under that yeah. system. Really it was amazing. Stuff. So he, in Brazil, it, you're fined if you don't vote. Well, in Australia, it's compulsory to vote. Yeah, yeah. So this is an interesting area for me because I've never lived in a place where it isn't compulsory to vote. You have to vote at every election, or you will get fined. And 
the big debate is whether that makes people more or less engaged in the political system. Because, like, you know, there is an argument to be made that, like, sure. if people are paying no attention at all, but they still have to fucking vote, they're the ones that are susceptible to the easiest and laziest of messages. Course. You know, the, someone's coming in on a boat to take your job yeah, or sure. the, like, whatever. Because they're not engaged and they're not listening to see if that's a real thing or not a real thing. So, you know, like... There's part of you that thinks, fuck, maybe this should, maybe you should just have to answer a series of questions and then they rank your vote. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm, everyone should have the right to vote, but they should rank it based on how much attention you've been paying. There should be a degree of expertise. Just a series of, have you read some papers? Can you identify who's from what party? You know, and what their position is. A and big then, problem, I think, is in America, no one's getting off their couch unless their cable gets shut off. Well, there's that, but there's also, there, there's two, there's that, yes, that's absolutely a big part of it. But there's another thing. People are working three or four jobs to fucking sure. stay alive. Yeah, right. that's they, true. Are they, are they mm-hmm. voting? No, they don't, they can barely do anything. They're just, they're, they're, it's like they're slaves, the bare minimum. Like, they're not. And the system is set up to get those, that person out of the equation. It's yes. Right. So 300 million people. Okay. Oh, so let's say 180 million of them are, are, are eligible to vote. And there's a 12-hour window? On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. That's it? Like other countries have a week long, you know, and it's uh, – why not have runoff elections and all this other stuff? It's like, well, people are afraid of the third party or just an independent. That's the thing. The party That's very system, interesting. The we, two parties own the whole system. Because we vote on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that – You should – by the way, it's you, you want to know my prediction? October 19th. You've made a prediction about the Australian election day? Yeah. I love that you have made a prediction about this. Like everyone, yeah. uh, what ha- just happened in Australia <laughs> is that our prime minister got replaced. So. Oh, she was crooked as shit, right? Right. Well, you know, the, here's the thing. Like, she. <sighs> well, when I went out there last year, that was in all the papers as right. everyone was talking about her. Nobody. She, she, there was some slush she was our, stuff. Well, she's been our least popular prime minister, and there's a series of reasons to explain that. Some of them are her own fault, like that someone her, her policies never match with what people perceived her life to be. So, for example, she was an unmarried but living with her partner, um, atheist, you know, prime minister. Yet she didn't uh, legislate for gay marriage. People couldn't understand that. Like she was where she was hanging on to the traditional relationship you're like well you're living she's, with, she's a lesbian living with no her. she's not no, she's, oh. li- li- she's living with a man oh. but they're like you know living together in the lodge in like you know in where our prime minister lives and she's defending traditional relationships she's like well that's not a traditional relationship <laughs> like you're <laughs> just saying amazing. gay people shouldn't have it you know man yeah. and so there was a few of those things that she did that people were were like this is not i've met her a bunch of times and in real life, she's a really, really nice person and really charming. And I don't feel like that ever came across when she was prime minister either. But also what happened was that it's just been, she was our first ever female prime minister. And there was a certain amount of, you know. The old guard didn't right, like that. did not like that. Yeah. And so from the minute she got in, everything was an issue and things that other people well, that would have. like a Obama. Oh, that's weird. Right. That's weird. But, but that's so what, you're trying to tell me that the reason the militias uh, have quadrupled since a black president right. got elected is not connected? Right. <laughs> people would be like, people would there would, be, there would be a lot of, and it became one of those beautiful rules of the internet where someone would write a, an article about how, um, you know, that some of the attacks on her were misogynist. And some of them were, definitely. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and then 
in the comments, it would only take about like four comments for the entire article to be proved right by one of the comments, you know, because there'd always be someone to be like, yeah, she's a fucking bitch and she's like, blah. Right. And you'd be like, you're proving the exact point. This <laughs> is like, do you know what the problem with that is? And it's the same problem with Obama is you never have an actual debate about the issues because with Obama it's right. always about he's a socialist he's uh, this he's this and you're right. like can we just fucking talk about healthcare long form birth certificate as adults right. because everything you bring up which you think you're making a point but you're a right. dumb hysterical asshole and so there's no debate happening about anything but also what happens is you get trapped in and I feel like this is the area where they're very similar what's happened is mm. you get trapped in this idea of that you can't... So what happened was they would criticise her and even if their criticisms weren't because of sexism, Mm -hmm. even if their criticisms were about politics, the way they then made the criticism would have sexism. Yes. You know? And I think that's a lot of what She'd have better uh, trade policy if she wasn't abroad. Right. You know. So... And, but then they realized that was a powerful tool, you know, for them to use. So she started playing up on the fact that whenever anyone attacked them, it was misogynist, which is not the case. Sometimes they're attacking them for very fucking good reasons. Uh, they were headship policy. And I think that this is what happens in America it is does happen. people shout about the thing, like he's a socialist instead of going, hey, are we cool with drones? Like, yeah. is this not, <laughs> yeah. is this not yeah. Skynet? Are we not studying Skynet? I would actually... Just, hey guys, can everyone just watch the Terminator movies <laughs> and then just get back to us on the and drones? We'll, yeah. I'm not even asking you to study some scientific <laughs> Let's just papers. check that out. Literally just watch, even the first couple. You don't have to watch all of them. Don't even watch the Sam Worthington yeah. and Christian Bale one. Don't, uh, don't really, specifically don't watch right. that one. Start a Terminator two if you want. Just watch. All I'll ask of you is ninety minutes to see a movie and then get back to us on the drones. Just Can watch we? Terminator two. I would say just would... watch that scene from the fucking Dark Knight where Morgan Freeman has all the tellies. Yes. yes. Tell us how you feel about that. About the government reading our emails. Yeah. That's right. all I ask. That's it. I would say that. The, the worst thing about our two-party system is watching Obama not only continue, but make worse decisions than Bush right. as far as stuff like drones and whatnot. And all of my liberal friends and all these liberal people back him up. And right. you're like, well, now you're just fucking insane. Because if that was Bush, right. you'd be losing your goddamn well, right. And this is the thing that I always say, because if people tell me what side of politics I support, I do have an issue with that because... You know, obviously I'm socially like what I would like to call progressive. Mm. Other people would call it to the left or whatever. But I would like to say I'm progressive. But I choose my issues issue by issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Like uh, these people who sign up to like the ALP, which is Julia Gillard's party, would be traditionally the mainstream party of the left. In the same way as the Democrats are the mainstream party of the left. Right. Even though both the Democrats and the Republicans in America are both to the right of our right wing party in very, Australia. Very right. Like what we consider to be right wing is still to the left of the Democrats right. in America. America. So, um, and, and the two parties in America are Coke and Pepsi. Right, they that, are. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and much like the Pepsi challenge, it sometimes it tastes good in a little sip, but if you want to have a whole can, you're like, this is way too sweet. And <laughs> I really like Pepsi. I just like a tiny bit of Pepsi. <laughs> I like a tiny bit of Pepsi in a cup, but a whole can Coke. Thanks. Um, so, but when people subscribe to that thing, and it's been the same in Australia, the party of the left with this unmarried atheist single, you know, prime minister doesn't bring in marriage equality. Yeah. You see people losing their minds because yeah. they've decided to, they support a team rather than right. just talk about right. things issue by issue. Yeah, and kind of, 
Well, that's the, and that, that, that's the problem too with the party system, especially in America, is the party. No, none of these politicians are acting on behalf of the American citizens. Ever. Acting on behalf of the party. I mean, you and saw the corporations and the corporations that own the party. That's the thing. Like, you know, um, uh, I forget the name of the movie, but there's a film about the the 2008 um, meltdown. Gosh, shit, it just escaped my mind. Anyway, um, and it's like since Reagan. The same like half a dozen bank guys have been hired by both parties who have been, whoever's in all, like Reagan, Bush, Clinton, the second Bush, Obama, same fucking guys. All the same guys. All the same guys. And it's just, it's, it's, I mean, Obama, when he was running in 2008, you know, he's all green energy, green energy, green energy, green energy, but clean coal, I'm sorry, what was that? Say clean coal again. Oh, because I need coal is mainly in Ohio and Pennsylvania swing states. And you can't say that clean coal is like ethical child pornography. It does not exist. No, that's a thing. It's erotic. It's erotic. That's an actual thing. Wait a second, it's erotic. Yeah. Yeah. It's oddy. Yeah. That's what I feel. It's handsome. It's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And so... Every par- every politician has to just go with the party because they're just worried about getting reelected again. And if Americans showed up and in, in the 85 to 90 percent uh, electorate, let's say 90 percent of the population showed up to vote and they all voted for independence and third party, that to me, Republicans and Democrats would be out. And you just have everyone in the House and Senate. Yeah, but they're also scared. Right. Right. Uh, everybody voting is scared. They're not voting for a guy. They're voting against a guy. But yeah. if the end point... Like, and here's the thing, if the end point that we're kind of starting to realize is that the, the, the system is broken, right? Yeah, the system, the, the system, system broken. is broken. We're talking about an increasingly focus group driven, like, you know, not leading in any way, reflecting special interest groups, lobby groups, and, you know, polling data and key catchphrases to, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? So where, do, where is the end point of this? How, is this... Like, well, is there an endpoint? America, it ends in two ways. It ends in fascism or it ends in socialism. But it, do, it doesn't... Thi- I just this, can't ever say America thing, ending in socialism. Well, why? We did it before. We, I mean, what do you think the Great Depression was? We came out of that with incredible socialist programs. This is either going to completely collapse or it's going to get really militaristic Well, what's, here. What, what could potentially... I mean, the other thing, too, is the Occupy movement. Okay. I say to people, I go, oh, it's a bunch of dumb kids who specifically like, we don't want to be organized. Okay, great. I'm like, the Occupy movement is going to come. If people can't pay their bills, it's going to come back more organized and violent. Well, that's the thing about the Occupy movement that people don't realize. They didn't go away. They broke up and became more active in different places. So they are starting a movement in different areas but they're just not also, in the park you know the interesting mm-hmm. thing is there are places where they're still in the park but like, that's the yeah. most interesting thing in Sydney in the uh, in the main uh, moor in the middle of Sydney there has been a constant Occupy presence since the like, very moment that it happened and it has not gone I mean it's only a small group of people now but um, you know they're, they're there still and I kind of I was walking through like you know watching that and I was kind of like that's Good. You know, right. you know I was like, there was part of me that was like, how do you, how do you pay for this? <laughs> but well, but there was most of me that was like, no, no, but there was most of me that was like, I mean, I like, 
I love the idea of believing in something enough. And I think there's, you know, genuinely believing in it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of someone who like is like, I am so passionate about this cause or this thing or whatever it is that I'm going to like dedicate my life to this idea. That's a cool idea. I think about that a lot with Nelson Mandela about to die because you, I look at Mandela and I think who are like, I mean, I remember Mandela being such a big part of the 1980s and maybe I don't know what it was like over here but in Australia particularly because well, we were sort of on the other side of that for a long time right so, <laughs> yeah you guys were like uh, you know what uh, we're trying to sell coke down yeah. there so I'm not sure and we've got some know. dodgy recent history of our own so uh, where do you think we get our diamonds from come on yeah but in Australia diamonds are great in Australia, it was quite a big issue because one of the sanctions against South Africa had been that you can't. There were sporting boycotts, and Australia wow. play uh, both cricket yeah. and rugby against South Africa, the two biggest sports yeah. in that country. So, like, there would be rebel tours that would go there, and some of the greatest players in those sports, you know, during that time, didn't get to play in the World Game because of South Africa yeah. and apartheid and stuff. And so, I was very aware of Mandela. It was like a big. Thing and I remember, uh, you know, uh, reading a lot. I mean, in all fairness, it, it was discussed a lot. I remember hearing a lot about it, and there was a yeah, lot of people was. on both sides right. here. I mean, you always have the corporate voice coming out of America, but that doesn't speak for everything. So I read A Long Walk to Freedom, which is one of the most amazing. But this was a guy who went to prison for like, you know, a quarter of his life. And I've been in that cell. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. You did some time there as well? No. <laughs> Dave got drunk at the World Cup. I was, uh, I was in that cell. Justin Bieber had written in the guest book. I reckon that uh, Nelson Mandela would have been a believer. So I was, great. I, people don't know this about me. I was, I was, I was in the cell after him for about two years. Right. Uh, but it was just public expo- exposure. Oh, right. good. Just Your agent out. told you to do it. Yeah, I was doing a, it's like a PR thing. Yeah. You are a one man show at Montreal. <laughs> you are opening for Mandela, right? Yes. I that was your. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the fact that he's about to die, it, it, I, I wonder who the Nelson Mandela's of our generation. Are. Here, here's what's going to happen in America. It's 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 eventually going to we're going to have an Arab Spring thing here where because it's getting so bad that like they keep going the stock market's going up and everyone's like cool I still don't have a fucking job. So by the way, if the, by the way, if the one. NSA are listening to podcasts, this one has definitely set off a lot of triggers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been a lot of anti-government chit chat. So, so people don't. Here's the thing: people mentioning the Arab Spring. Here's the thing: people don't know about <laughs> Obamacare. It, it 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 solidified the private, the private insurance, which was the worst thing you could have done. Because they're giving subsidies to people, which is great. So the poor bit can uh-huh. buy insurance. Well, that's good. The people have debt. Are completely fucked. What do you mean? Because now they have to buy insurance and they can't afford insurance. So they're not getting subsidies because they're in debt because they have high salaries, but they're paying all their money to debt, which is a vast majority of the American population. Right. So there's this giant group of people who are about to get fucked and about to take on more than they can handle and they're about to get punished by the government for it. Those people are going to be very upset. It's not going to be like th- there is a legitimate problem with what just happened. And the right wing, because they're so fucking stupid and they just scream about public health care and they don't know the actual issue. The actual issue is debt. We're swimming in debt and people can't fucking handle it anymore. And so there is going to be a breaking point and all this shit is just getting piled on top and piled on top. And yeah. this is that's just another huge thing that's coming down where people go, I can't afford health insurance. Really? Because we're going to fine you then. 
I don't have any money. I'm, I'm paying all my money to the fucking debt that I picked up in the 90s because you guys said everything was free. Like, it's fucking insane. There's yeah. a big there's a big thing coming. And it's there's a lot, you know, a lot of municipalities are cutting services and stuff like that. Like, that's the thing that's... I they just cut, they just cut unemployment insurance. People in North Carolina are no longer going to get money when they, when they go unemployed. The reason unemployment Wait, exists... Well, what? If you get fired from your job, yeah. you're no longer going to get unemployment. Nothing. Money. Nothing. Zero. That'll, the, that'll reason, the reason that exists <laughs> well, is so people don't set rich people's houses on fire. Right. Well, they won't set them on fire. They'll just take but all the, the stuff out of them and yeah. then set the rich people on fire. Right. But they're making all the mistakes that you go, did you right. not read history books? Yeah, right. This is like, but that is why that safety net. I mean, yes. I find it very weird when I come here in general. Yes. Because like in Australia we have like, I mean, a, Again, like we have, a, yeah. Any, there's no sense in Australia that if you're sick, you, there might be waiting lists, and people will talk about maybe not getting into their operation. Sure, like we have that long here enough too. time and stuff. Yeah. But there's no sense that there will ever be a time if you are sick that you won't get medical. Like it's not even. No, you like, just die here. Yeah, but it's not even considered. Oh, I know. You know, it's, it's like it's not one of those. You I going, had, I had a, uh, a pin. I've had a recurring pinched nerve when I first got it. Like three or four years ago, the doctors didn't know what it was. They thought maybe it was a hernia. So I had to go to a specialist. Then I had to get an MRI and all uh-huh. this stuff. We now find out it's like a pinched nerve. And I'm, I've gone to chiropractors. And the best thing that is helping now is yoga. This is now three, four years later. That's first when it first happened this summer when I was dealing with it and going to physical therapy and all this stuff and getting an MRI. It was 35, four grand. I have insurance. Right. I have insurance. I think that's what people don't understand from other countries is that we have insurance, but our insurance is just a big scam. Right. You end up paying. Well, when I got in my car accident, I've I've paid out $3,000. I have health insurance. The other person had has car insurance that covers health. I still paid out $3,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Now imagine, this is is nothing what I went through. Imagine if you had some serious. Actual thing. Yeah. A friend of mine is is battling cancer. And she's got to go on on friend on a Facebook and she has a donation page that's what how she's paying for her treatments here's the thing about it. here's the thing about it. so you get so you get cancer and say it's a long-term situation but you have to leave your job well now you have a now you have to go on Cobra which is our government thing that kicks in that you can pay into to stay on your employee health insurance but it's like your payment goes from like two hundred a month when you're employed to like eighteen hundred a month. So now you don't, well, that's the best. So thing now you when don't you've just lost your job. Yeah, right. it helps you. <laughs> so now you yeah. don't have a job and right. you have to pay more for health insurance. But no. that only runs like a year, eighteen months, and then you're done. So if your cancer's long term, you just right. get to die at the end, in debt, and then your family has to pay off the debt. Yeah, that's good. America in a nutshell. Good, good stuff. It's fucking insane, and the fact that people aren't driving down the street, shooting into buildings, and setting things on fire is crazy. But at some point, there will be a breaking point. At some right. point, everyone's going to go, no. Nope. Because if I can't pay my bills, I can't feed my family, what the fuck do I care if you're going to arrest me? You don't right? care. No, Because you, you got nothing shit. to lose. I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. Like, there, 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 there is, a, there is a, a groundswell where it was apathy. There is now a groundswell and a slowly building anger that when it breaks, it's going to break big. It's, there's, there's like no other way around it right now because we are literally getting fucked from every angle. And, I feel that, like and, this, and, and, and to, to, to weave this in now, so the, so the, so the, gun, the pro-gun people are going, see, that's why I want to have a gun for when it collapses. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. If it collapses, if I can't surf and tell jokes and, and go to the movies, put a bullet in my head. 
I don't give a shit. We're all going to die. I don't want to live in this dumb planet anymore if it gets that stupid. Yeah, I mean... Like, <laughs> I mean, straight up, like... The other well, thing, what, I, what I love the most about this is we have finally identified a fucking massive demographic, which is disenfranchised people who don't trust the government who are losing their benefits. But unfortunately, much like podcasts themselves, they have no money. <laughs> it's not going to monetize wait, wait, I'm not getting paid for this appearance? <laughs> oh. Well, look, the reason the NSA is, is spying on everyone isn't to, to find out about terrorists. They're worried about an Arab Spring. They have been since green since the, this has been in the Pentagon report since since the greenhouse effects started kicking in. They are waiting until because it's going to lead to a lot of changes. They're waiting until the shit this populace rises up and goes fucking ape shit. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Do and we again, really, and again? And I, I will bring this back to the right. gun argument again. The gun RC. That's why I want to have it. The government turns on me. Well. One Apache helicopter can level downtown San Diego. <laughs> so good luck with your fucking automatic weapons because if the mil- American military wants to turn on you, you're gone. It's and, over. And if a lot of people in other countries might surprise, be surprised at this. The number of people owning guns is going down. The number of people owning more than one gun is going up. Ah, uh, yeah, right. So it's it's all the same people buying guns. They've got more guns. They've just got a bunch of fucking guns. So good luck. Right. I don't know how many you can hold, but good luck. Right. <laughs> Because that's, I mean, I read a really interesting article about, it was after the uh, the congresswoman, I think it, she was, who got shot. shot sorry, yeah. Kathy Gifford, is that her name? Yeah. So in Tucson, a, where I went to college. So there was a guy there who said that... Sandy um, Hook is in Connecticut, where my dad and stepmom live. Well, my point so is, you're gun violence. No, I'm, it's, it's my fault. You it's my fault. No, <laughs> stay away from me. <laughs> <that> your, <laughs> stay away from my family. <laughs> is that your swimming pool? Is that your like? Holy yeah, shit! Yeah. It's you. It's you. You are the common denominator. I'm the guy. Uh, my point is, <laughs> my God, you're Kaiser Sosa. <laughs> I knew it. Did you Kaiser. see Batman and Aurora? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, my point is, gun violence. If it hasn't affected you, it will. Yeah, oh, yeah, I will. So take take that, NRA. You godless cocksuckers. If there's anyone from the NRA listening, fuck you and your family. Hey, you know, I had a I had a guy uh, tweet me and say, uh, after your podcast where you talked about Ted Nugent and guns, I will never make those same arguments again. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I, I talked about how uh, guns don't kill people. People kill people is, is pot humor. Yeah. It's like getting high and going, hey, you know what? Yeah, it's like a stupid saying. Right. And then I just talked about how you're answering the wrong question, and he was like, "I'm never going to use those phrases again because right. I can't now because they're so fucking stupid. They make no sense." And he's like, "But I've used them for years." I well, think but, that's. But, 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 uh, there was a guy. There was a posting after the Santa Monica shooting. A guy on the internet, the article about it, posted said, "See, man, gun laws don't work. Got an illegal gun. The campus is a no gun law. You know, no guns laws don't work." Oh, so then when someone drives through a red light and kills somebody, get rid of red lights. Right. Get rid of traffic lights right. and traffic laws. Yeah, yeah. they make such stupid. I mean, the interesting thing about it, and we have nothing like the gun culture that you have here. So I'm like, just why I'm trying to do another tour in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, but in Tasmania, when we had a big massacre at Port Arthur, John Howard, who was a conservative prime minister, um, banned guns and semi-automatics. Yeah, and here's here's what happened: gun deaths went down. Okay. What? Like, you must hate America substantially. So, but here's over the, years. So less but guns was, means less gun deaths. It's, it's, and you, here's the thing: it, like if you looked at the graph, there's not even any doubt. Yeah, like, but it's not, that's, the, that's the liberal media. That's the liberal media. Do you want to know the argument? 
This is what we, it's like living here. Because we bring this up. Do you want to know the argument? Yeah, but look at the graph of, uh, of, of violent crime. It's gone up. So, so they say that your violent crime has gone up. But if you break down that statistic, uh, the, the definition of violent crime has changed and more crimes are considered violent. Yeah. So the crime, violent crime hasn't gone up in Australia. The naming of violent crimes has increased. So they use Australia as an example of why we should have guns. I think that what the rule should be in America is if you want to have your fucking, you know, violence, but I think that the rule should be, and this is, the, okay, here we go, America, let's solve the problems. Are you going to do the purge? Is yeah. that, <laughs> that the situation? You know what? It is kind of a version of the purge, oh, but Jesus. it's a better version of the purge. Which wouldn't be hard. I, I disagreed with you guys a little on that one. Yeah. Terrible, terrible film. Uh, but I, <laughs> I haven't seen it. We'll talk about it. Oh my god! Seriously, just seriously. Twelve hours a year where we can purge terrible scripts from Hollywood. That's <laughs> the purge. What are we purging first? The purge. Yeah, the purge. Yeah, and then everything can't yeah, handle us. Yeah, grown ups too. Grown ups too. Definitely grown ups too. Unanswered questions from the original. Um, so. <laughs> I um, <laughs> Grown Ups Do is just like the sad, bloated version of This Is the End, which I love, by the way. But like, it just feels like it's like, oh, it's a group of funny mates getting together to make like a funny film. And then there's Grown Ups Do. Yeah. Um, when they can't even find funny bits to put in the, the yeah, previews, yeah, it's yeah. always uh, like, oh, and by the way, okay, hang on, just um, now I'm off on a fucking tangent. But I went and saw The Heat last night. And, um, which I, you know what, I, it's, it's not terrible. She's it's funny. not great, but it's Melissa not like, McCarthy's funny, right? She's really funny. Yeah, she's yeah. very funny. And you know what? Sandra Bullock has great comic timing. And the problem with her is she's normally something that's really sweet. But yeah. I think, I think one of the mistakes that people have made with Melissa McCarthy, particularly uh, identity theft or thief or whatever that was, is she's so good at being mean. You get that Hollywood thing of going, oh, well, we love her when she's mean. We'll just have a character where she's mean all the time and she'll be 10 times as but funny. But that's why she, she wasn't that in Bridesmaids at all. No. I know. But, you know, she's not that Mike and Molly. Right. You've got to have some contrast to yeah. that as well, right? I think that putting her next to Sandra Bullock's a really smart idea because yeah. you get that sort of nice, sweet con and it makes Sandra Bullock more watchable right. and she's really funny and there's some great... I mean, the story's not even a story, but like the, there's yeah. some funny enough bits in it. But there's a lot of... Because I was worried because I'd seen a lot of previews, like a lot of trailers for um, The Heat. And I'm just like, I've seen every joke in this yeah, film. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of jokes in the trailers that aren't in the film. That's rare. A lot. Like, so I was now improving stuff and like, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, but there's whole bits that you're like, oh, well, that's obviously a key <laughs> line in the, not in the film. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen many films like that recently. No, it's pretty of, rare. Hollywood doesn't know how to cut comedy trailers either they, they're bad at cutting trailers in general but they're really bad at cutting comedy yeah. trailers I mean there's the there's the posters that were Melissa McCarthy's faces on a skinnier woman's body right hot so hot they yeah. were terrible it was like the it just looked insane it's, and she's the draw card and, and that's yes. why you, she's the funny fat girl right that's why that's we, we're going to see her yes yeah because she doesn't look like Katherine Heigl right she is funny like right. ah yeah, uh, you, you could honestly say to people, hey, do you like Melissa McCarthy? And they'd be like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, hey, do you like that funny fat chick from Bridesmaids? Right. And they'd be like, she's a fucking genius. I yeah, love yeah. her. Right? Yeah, she's yeah. She's that's her brand. Like, no. I'm not saying that that's how I see her, but I'm just saying if you're making a poster for a movie where the idea is people are coming along to see this person that they love, 
Yeah. Then why on the poster? Particularly in the movie. Like She's a on a TV show. Off. She broke out on a TV right. show where her and her husband met at an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. Yeah. That's yeah. the premise of Mike and Molly. Right. Makes no <laughs> so. sense. But anyway, it, I, it, I thought, you know, she's fucking genius. Like, it's one of those movies where my major thought was when I was sitting there was, I'd love to write something for her oh, yeah. that's better than this. Yeah, but, you know, you kind of do right. that thing of going, she's so good. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. when she, you know, anyway, whatever. Um, here's my idea to fix America. Okay. Um, Is it a bomb? We have to give the guns back. On the proviso that in a purge-like scenario... You are allowed to defend yourself in your ho- own home, but you have to be dressed like a bat and only use <laughs> stuff that Batman could use. <laughs> so no guns, yeah. but like any other Batman, if you are willing to train yeah. and become a vigilante, then as soon as someone's in your house, you can do whatever the fuck you want with them as long as you are in the suit. So that's what you keep for defense. Yeah. You got a bat suit and like a batarang. Well, you know, these wing nuts would be like, the cable guy tried to do something, man. I had to square him up. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. <laughs> hey, uh, Graham Elwood, uh, people should listen to your excellent, excellent podcast, uh, Comedy Film Nerd. Yeah, you're going to be on it uh, in like a week. And I, uh, I love the spoilers episodes. Oh, you thanks, do a dude. lot of spoilers episodes where you talk about... Uh, you know, the, I, I love a whole episode of a. a well, I will. Fi- uh, well, I'll make sure. I'll see what's coming out the weekend before you're on the show, and we'll do a spoiler up with you. Well, that would be fun, uh, Dave. Uh, so, we, well, I'm going to find you on Twitter. Where can we find uh, you? On at Graham Elwood or GrahamElwood.com. And you're Graham with an H, though. Yes. People need to know that. Like the, yeah, I know. I pronounce it with an American accent, so it sounds like the metric unit, but it is Graham. Yeah. G R A H A M. Yes. And uh, my dad's a Grahamy, so like mm. he's that Graham. So, yeah. Dave Anthony, where can people find you? At, uh, Dave at Dave Anthony. Listen to Walk in the Room. Yep. Here, most ways. <laughs> here, most of the time. Yeah, it's here. Uh, my album, The Shame Chamber. Oh, on. yeah. I People change. should be downloading Shame Chamber. How's that going? Good, good. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. People are liking it? Yeah, everyone seems to be. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of positive responses. All right. Well, there you go. Nice. Um, I feel like this is just hasn't quite finished on the note that I was hoping for. <laughs> Hit us up on the Facebook page, leave uh, reviews on iTunes. We always appreciate that. And of course, Tofop quotes on Twitter and Tumblr. Big thank you to the people who do that. If you like any of the things from the show, uh, and this podcast, your podcast is going to be in the LA Podcast Festival October fourth through the sixth. Good plug. Great Go to LAPodfest.com. I, I'm going to do this podcast at the LA Podcast Festival. I would love people to come out. First time I've ever done the podcast live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So th- that will be the debut. So if you want yeah. to see something the first time, that's always the that's best right. time to see something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, try, we'll try not to lose the recording. And bring your guns. 